Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Sprites of Life podcast. I'm Lucas. I'm Chris. And I'm Don. Oh, and it's so nice to have y'all. Welcome, welcome to another episode. Now, I know you might be thinking, okay, they're doing another Pokemon one. They're getting out of order again. What's going on? Technically, technically, it is not a mainline Pokemon game or any of the time. You, Chris, you brought this one up, so you explain what we're doing here. I mean, let's if we're being technical, Lucas, we technically did two back-to-back. We did Hollow Knight Elden Ring, so mm-hmm. we can go back-to-back Pokemon. All right. I mean, fair. We'll probably do more of it. We're, there's no secret at this point that we love the games and they have more to teach than most games. So we'll, we'll just keep coming back to that well until it's dry. It never runs dry. For this one, we had a, uh, a game come out. I guess it was October it came out. But Detective Pikachu Returns, the long-awaited sequel to the classic nobody talks, nobody actually played uh, Detective Pikachu on the 3DS. Okay, let's just put it out there. Everyone forgot about the Detective Pikachu movie, and I'm a little mad about it. I liked the movie. I did, everyone the better, did. One of the better video game movies, I have to say. Yeah, okay, the Act 3 fell off a bit and could have been better paced, but, like, it was really fun. And the world building was phenomenal. That's the whole, that was the best part about the movie and the best part of those games. I've never played a Detective Pikachu game, and I don't intend to, to be honest, but... Like, the idea of a world with Pokemon that are actually living in it is such an odd concept because Pokemon barely addresses it. I think that this game slash movie does better than any other medium of Pokemon in basically simulating what Pokemon living in the real world would be like. So we have plenty of time to talk about all the world building Pokemon does, but we have some news about pandas. Panda, now, panda, panda, you know panda. Pers- what was that? <laughs> it's, it's a song. Panda, panda, it, panda, panda. <laughs> if you know me personally, you'll know that I am not a number one fan of pandas. There's a, a long story to that, but I don't hate them. If you've kept up with the local news, the United States is soon not going to have any pandas in any of its zoos at all. Because they're being recalled. By the Chinese government. Uh, is it is it so recall or is like they're like ending the lease? <laughs> yes. Yes to both. <laughs> so how it works with um, China, from what I understand it, back in the 70s when Richard Nixon opened up relations with China, one of the things that also opened up aside from trade was also pandas being loaned out to the American zoos. Um, this has been going on for decades and for long stretches of time. I believe the National Zoo had them for over 20 years. Mm-hmm. But now, after trying to renegotiate the contract, the Chinese government is saying, no, give them back to us. All pandas belong to China because only China has pandas. Because of that, the National Zoo had to say goodbye to its pandas. There was a lot of big farewell. A lot of people tried to go in and get to see them. But um, in the end, they weren't – not everyone got a chance to. I mean, there's only so many people can fit in the zoo. And, um, yeah, they're – apparently the pandas have made it safe. The ones at the National Zoo, at least, have made it safe. But I believe the Memphis Zoo is next for getting rid of theirs. Mm. So now everyone's got to go to Memphis. I mean, it's, Memphis is a cool town. Yeah, they have not the exactly pyramid. The yeah, it's got the pyramid. <laughs> well, now it's – the pyramid will have no other competition. It was the pandas and the pyramids. That's all they loved about Memphis. Pandas, oh, the barbecue is excellent. Memphis, Tennessee. 
<laughs> hey, there's but, there's um, catfish, there's barbecue, there's things. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they can all be found or helped found in the pyramid. Yeah, actually, I mean, they are all there. Yeah, it's all there. It's all in the pyramid. You don't need anything else. You just need the... – if you don't know what we're talking about, look up Bass Pro Shop Pyramid and learn American culture at its finest. Isn't it like one of the like top ten pyramids in the world? Yeah, I believe By so, size, yes. yes. It's yeah. amazing. I love human engineering. I love my I, I, I like I, I like to envision the world like two thousand years in the future when they find the Bass Pro Shop pyramid and they're like, Oh what is this? <laughs> Don, is that where you want to be buried? In the it'd be pr- Pro Shop honestly it'd be pyramid? pretty sick. Or they're like who or or there's like a conspiracy theory two thousand years from now that aliens built the Bass Pro Shop pyramid. <laughs> Have you not heard the Bass the uh, the Bass Pro Party Rock anthem? No, uh, no. We'll look it up later. Um, or Bass Party oh Rock Bass Pro Pyramid. You should look it up later. Oh God, I'm gonna die. <laughs> um, one thing I will bring up about the pandas: it's not just America that they're taking the pandas from. Um, there have been pandas being um are supposedly being removed from South Korea, Singapore, Japan. Of a lot of countries are they're losing their pandas, and this has caused some issues because these animals are not exactly easy to care for, and moving them and shifting them can be very very stressful. Now, according to the rules that we signed, this is all within China's right to do. They are totally within the rights to take it back. There are animals that are considered their cultural heritage, and they lay claim to. At the same time, this is also a really good example. Um politically of soft power the idea of basically flexing your muscles politically while not doing any real damage to anybody just basically as a state of hey you we're not going to attack you or go after your economy but we are taking your pandas away because our diplomatic you know our diplomatic relationship not going great so we're going to make you and your people suffer for it and taking away pandas i mean i gotta say that'll do it that'll that'll do people are upset about losing the pandas that'll definitely make them upset and there's not much any like political figure of any party can really do about it because there's nothing quite as powerful as a well-signed, well-written contract. Just worked out. Soft Sorry, power is not- is is really interesting in the uh, like poli sci landscape because you think about all the different things, whether it's like because there's so many things that can be lumped into it, whether it's like movies or music or, or th- food or things like that that can be factored into soft power and how it can be manipulated. I mean, Korea spends billions of dollars. South Korea spends billions of dollars on like its K-pop, and honestly, that it's it's that's its form of soft power is the dispersal of its own like culture and through music and stuff, especially throughout Asia, because it helps impact the future of people's perception of Korea and younger generations. It's wild, billions of dollars from the government. Like, imagine if. Imagine how much more powerful Taylor Swift would be if the United States government was backing her up. She's all this powerful on her own. Now, as far as gaming news goes, I mean, apparently the Mario movie made enough money that Nintendo is finally biting the bullet. They're going to take the risk, and we're getting a Legend of Zelda movie. Yeah, apparently we have a uh, live-action Legend of Zelda movie has been confirmed. We don't know casting or anything. Everyone's got their fan-made casting things going on. Um, I'm just gonna say I'm concerned. I don't know. I, I... <laughs> Is it? Do we do we know if it's gonna be animated or live action? I think live, live action. action. 
And like, I mean, I think there's there's so many great stories within the Zelda franchise, and I'm a huge Zelda fan. I'm just cautiously opti. I mean, I wouldn't even say I'm cautiously optimistic. I really hope it does well. I feel like there's ways it could go well, but I also feel like there's a lot of ways it could go bad. I mean, those are the two options. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, no, there's the third option where it could just be like mid-tier boring. Eh, it's not going to be that. Yeah. It's either going to be really good or it's going to be bad. I mean, with the Mario movie, it did really well with a lot of kids and stuff. I mean, even though it had the Chris Pratt controversy about the voice acting, th- this one is going to be interesting because unlike Mario, like Link doesn't say squat, not even a mamma mia, like at all. Like he, he, he hops and has and just what if the noises. whole what if the whole movie was just people talking normally and Link going just like yeah yeah it's, it's literally him like rolling across the field as other people walk normally to Hyrule yeah that would actually be incredible I mean I I do think I mean the the storylines are there you know he's he's you know obscure rise from obscurity for some reason has to get some MacGuffins then there's he has to get a different MacGuffin. Yeah, I mean, that's basic story stuff. Get the thing. I wonder if we're going to start at, like, Skyward Sword and do, like, the chronological bit, or if we're going to start, like, Ocarina of Time and just go in guns blazing. Oh, you can't do Ocarina of Time. Like, Ocarina of Time is not linear enough for a film. Like, it, I it's feel like too you, long you of could an idea. probably make it linear enough. The time skip is a cool mechanic. It is a cool mechanic. It's just one. How do you do it from a story perspective? Okay, well, so what key. you do, it's like how they always do it. Like, the first. To get the first of the three MacGuffins, it's like a whole thing. And then the next two, it's a montage. And then the time skip, big thing happens. MacGuffin or two, montage, final boss fight. That's like how every one of those movies goes. That's the that's the formula. You're not wrong. I, I'm interested to see the casting of this because like... I just okay, don't know who the, can make people happy. I feel like whoever they pick, it's just going to not make people happy. I feel like the only way to not make people get too angry is to find some up-and-coming young superstar, like some young person that hasn't had I do think it would be to cool guard. to do some relatively unknowns. That might be a good way to do it. Yeah, go with the unknown so no one has any preconceptions. No Chris Pratt. Well, he doesn't sound like anyone. Like, none of that. Then for the villain, you get some high-profiled, like, super yoked-out, like, monster man. I don't care who you, you get. get. The Rock. No. <laughs> absolutely the rock has the will smith issue he's he's good enough when you give him charisma if you take away a role if you give him a role where he doesn't have charisma he's worthless i love the rock but he's kind of like himself it's kind of like when kevin hart's in movie i also kevin i I like kevin hart but he 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 plays kevin hart just in the movie i feel like that's how the rock is now i was gonna i was gonna say i actually really I, i would go dave batista over the rock I could see him a little bit more. I'm looking like old school Shakespearean monster man. I mean, like, I guess we could put Henry Cavill in makeup, but he has so much stuff to do. He's busy. Like, he's making an entire Warhammer 40K universe in Amazon. He might not have the time. It's still a really cool prospect. I feel the same with, like, getting a Zelda casted. Like, you don't need, like, don't go super big names on this one unless it's the villain like the villain if you get like a super big name for that one that'll definitely do it but like for the for the princess and for the you know for link you don't need that much just just really talented unknowns make this their breakout role done deal easy peasy with all that out of the way uh chris the reins are yours i have never touched a detective pikachu game on account that and i know this is going to sound a little crazy given the games we talk about it seems a bit childish (laughs) It is 
definitely more geared towards children than even like mainstream Pokemon games, I feel. But that's okay. I think if you've seen the Detective Pikachu movie, you still get a good vibe for what the the city is about and everything. So Detective Pikachu Returns, the new game, uh, takes place a few years after the events of the first game. The movie very loosely follows the plot of the first game. I think the final showdown in the first game has like the villain riding on top of a Noivern. That feels weird given how light a Noivern is. So it is, uh, yeah, they, they, uh, took some liberties with the second and third acts in the detective Pikachu movie, which is very weird because there's a lot of similarities in this game to the back half of the detective Pikachu movie. We should probably disclose that spoiler, 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 spoilers. I'm not going to spoil Detective Pikachu Returns, but I'll spoil. We'll talk about the movie and the first game. Yeah. If you haven't watched Detective Pikachu, the movie, like, do it now. It's worth your time. It's so worth your time. In the game, you play both Tim and Detective Pikachu, and you partner up to solve crimes throughout Rhyme City. Tim interviews the humans, Pikachu interviews the Pokemon. It's a perfect little tag team buddy cop situation. You get to hear from everybody and Tim, nobody knows that Tim can talk to Pikachu. So he kind of looks a little bit crazy <laughs> when he just starts talking to Pikachu during a crime. Would the equivalent be if someone was just with their dog, it's like, no, I don't think the body's been here for a few hours. Why do you ask? Yeah, no, that's, that is exactly it. Yes. Uh... But they, uh, in this game, in returns, uh, they use other Pokemon to help with the investigations. So I think that there's, I mean, you use Growlithe at one point, Darmanitan pops up. Uh, there's a few other ones that pop up throughout the game that, that help progress through the investigations. Darmanitan is not helping with the investigation. He's more there to punch things. So it's just the muscle. Yeah. Yeah. Basically. But I think one one aspect that this game introduced that I thought was really interesting is that so with Detective Pikachu movie first game, we know that there was a uh, a serum that was basically making the Pokemon enraged, acting out, causing violence, bad stuff happening. Right. So after those events in this game, they have instituted a basically a new police department that is created for investigating Pokemon. Run by humans, not Pokemon. Uh, This didn't exist already? Apparently not. Like, hear me out. Like, we have people who specialize in, like, dealing with, like, animal-related, like, issues. Like, we have people who, like, specialize in this sort of stuff in our world. We have wildlife rehabbers and stuff like that for, like, any kind of crime involving, like, animals and such. But did not exist in Rhyme City. They didn't exist until like an overwhelming crisis of little mini nukes running around causing trouble. So that's, is that's one aspect where the real world was ahead of Pokemon? Yeah. I mean, we literally have police that specialize in making sure that you don't mess with wildlife. Are you telling me that it took them like an almost a city destroying disaster to realize that? We realized that when people thought the fish were getting too small. So it's not so much people messing with the Pokemon, but the Pokemon doing bad things. Okay. It'd be like if we had like police for like dogs. I mean, dog catchers. Dog, we have animal dogs. control. <laughs> <laughs> we, you, animal cops. I remember that animal planet show. Or is that what that was about? Yeah, no, that's just, that's hysterical. I like the idea of like, Oh no, these Pokemon are coming at us with criminal intent. 
fun fact about Rhyme City. Rhyme City, again, the city where all this takes place. We don't actually know what region Rhyme City is in. It has presences in gens 6, 7, and 8, but it is not exclusively tied to any of those regions. So it could be a previous one, or it could be a yet-to-be-revealed region, but it does not... It's not like Galar. It's not Inova or Hoenn. So what... What... Okay, this this kind of seems similar to like a Hong Kong style thing where it's under one government but it has separate rules. It 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 might be something like that because of how the city is set up. So this part this part of the lore for Rhyme City is a little bit more from the movies, but in the movie, the city is founded by Howard Clifford, who spoiler alert, bad guy. But he built the city on the belief that Pokémon and humans could live together. So within Rhyme City, there is no battling of Pokemon. The Pokemon appear far more involved in day-to-day activities, conducting traffic, uh, helping out in bakeries. Uh, God, what else are they doing in that movie? I mean, okay, can I point out the weird thing of like how the guy who's like being like, hey, 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 it's wrong to have Pokemon battle. Let's have them work with us. Also, let's poison the crap out of them. Is it? Is it weird that that guy's the villain and not the people like us who are like, no, you're crazy. Make them fight each other in the arena. Also, they, they were not paying Pokemon. He was like, they can work with us, but we're not paying them. That seems, I mean, what would you pay a Pokemon? I think it depends on the Pokemon. What has value yeah, to like, a Pokemon? But Choke just wants to punch things. Sableye, you could very easily pay with gems. Yeah, it's like Sable, what do you mean very easily? Sableye seems very expensive. <laughs> I mean, in terms of finding out what they would want, Sableye is easy. Yeah, no, I literally have to rob a bank to get Sableye to do anything. <laughs> Gotta raid the deposit boxes, get the good gemstones. My my Sableye has expensive tastes. But because, as human nature, when you tell somebody not to do something, they will find ways to do those things. So battling does happen in Pokemon, or in Rhyme City. Uh, it, in a, a very extravagant battle sequence in the movie that I think we all think of fondly. The 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 sound um the song is called Roundhouse from the OST from the original soundtrack. Roundhouse slaps so hard, like that's the beat they should have been playing when it was the world championship. Like you should not be playing like the whimsical fun stuff. You need to be playing Roundhouse on repeat full blast that's how you hype the kids up these days i don't want to be friends with these people i'm here to crush them with my meta anti-meta strats <laughs> so much like the first game in film pokemon begin to act out of character again in returns uh the game opens up the tutorial is basically set during a parade when a corvanite goes on a rampage uh you know, through through the town which is honestly terrifying if you want to know why you should not want pokemon to be in the real world you should play these games watch the movie because there is nothing terrifying than a rampaging steel bird that can cut through things with its wings just running about the town because it is mad australia has a similar problem they have a well like have you seen like the magpies during the spring that they will get really territorial no no i have not Oh, yeah. Big problem right now. Whereas we're having our fall right now, they're having our spring, and magpies will go and attack people. Mm, okay. Well, the, if you wanted other examples of why this would like be really, really bad, 
there's in one investigation, there's a butler who got sucker punched by a Pokemon that you had to discover who it was. And it's revealed that it's Ponyard. And you discover that it wasn't Ponyard who sucker punched the butler because I don't remember the exact quote, but they were like, if Ponyard punched the butler, those knife hands would have done a lot more damage. I mean, the logic, the math seems to check out. A brilliant deduction there, Sherlock. Uh, Wait a minute. It could have been you because he would have been stabbed. He would have stabbed his brain. I mean, uh, what part upon it is not a knife? Like, it's all knife. It's all bl- all blade. The uh, the other part that I think is, like, that it, that I think really solidifies just how, like, kind of bad this would be without being world-ending is prankster Pokemon. Can you imagine if cats and dogs were, like, actually mischievous and, like, pulling tricks on you? Like, we like to Have think that they're doing all these... We like to think that they do these things, but, like, actively, like... Like, the Whimsicots, like, break into a house... Yeah, I repeat, have you met a cat or a bear? They'll do that just for funsies. Don, what pranksters do we have? Who are the pranksters? In Pokemon, uh, we have Sableye, we have Whimsicott, we have Grimmsnarl, we have the Genies, Klefki, we have um, Mega Baynet, Murkrow. Don't want to meet a Mega Baynet. Murkrow's another one. I'm trying to think of the others. I'm trying to check, like, Riolu honestly like would be terrifying because it, it only likes you if you have like uh you know what was it Let's see the pure heart are met with riola's approval while those with ill nature earn only its loathing so if you're even a little bit like of a jerk riolu's gonna punch you in your sleep pranks yeah <laughs> just having a silly just goose imagine- time <laughs> I, I just imagine it scre- looking at you just screams prank punch <laughs> Uh, so I will say one uh, one fun combo that I found in the game was the the butler in that first investigation. His partner Pokemon was Ducklet, and Ducklet. I I went in and looked in the decks to see if there's anything about Ducklet like you know preening its because I think it's uh Swan is it Swanna that they say he's preening the feathers. Um, that make that would make sense. There's nothing about uh Ducklet you know being concerned with how it looks. It's all about like how it's very fierce and and attacking, but the uh the butler uses ducklet to go pick up his morning coffee every day and ducklet just flies to the local coffee shop and flies back and i just thought that was really cute i mean if you got a flying type pokemon that's able to carry stuff like do it i mean that's an entire business model right there i would that's why we need to domesticate pelicans oh boy but the <laughs> overall like there's some other ones like Growlithe is a guard dog seems that checks out clefable basically like help in an indeedy type role like helping throughout the house a lot of stuff that kind of checks out uh, in 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 the in the in the game all right i mean like again they they do seem like games that are meant mainly for the younger kids but they do provide you world building which most pokemon games do not give you because pokemon games don't feel like sharing them i mean the new games have gotten better like you see it now with how different pokemon are hanging out at different shops but I like the idea of talking about them in connection with the real world because, to be quite honest, the conversation comes up when you talk to Pokemon fans of what Pokemon would you want in our world. And, I mean, I like that idea. And I like talking about what other jobs Pokemon could do. I mean, if you look at the history of animal domestication, 
Like, if you start with as early as dogs, and then you keep moving, we got sheep, goats, pigs, chickens, eventually the cats, llamas, alpacas, turkeys, ducks, up to now. Like, it takes, like, there have been lots of animals that have been put to use in human-like care, mainly for food, but also for transportation and for farm work. And we have used animals, and animals are part of our daily life a lot, and Pokemon just can take it above that. So I guess... For the rest of this, I kind of just want to talk about, from a Pokemon perspective, what animals, what Pokemon would you use to change up your world, and how much more complicated it would get from that. I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of options you can go with. I feel like there's some we should avoid though. Like as much as I love the idea, um, I feel like talking about Pokemon and politics would get way too deep and way too dark. It's a fun idea, but not for this podcast. <laughs> Honestly, like the, the the ditto part of the Pokemon movie was kind of like a horror show. They're like, "Oh no, hey Don, those are some nice sunglasses you got there." Don, is that you? <laughs> you have to check. I can't everyone do it. I can't do the the voice well enough to do it. I was about to ditto! try to do it. <laughs> ditto. Like, oh, ditto! oh no. <laughs> uh, so let's let's go with something else, Chris. What's something that's not as terrifying? So I was thinking about all these different ways, and because I do video work, I have filmed one or two weddings in my life at this point. So I was thinking, what would a wedding with Pokemon look like? And I will tell you that I think I have staffed out an entire wedding company with Pokemon. So I'm going to break it down. Now, let me ask you this. Before you do your staff, let me ask you, would this take, would this increase the workload compared to an, a normal wedding or and would this decrease the timing as well which would be easier you think because that's what i'm wondering because because pokemon it's like getting animals to do things is different than getting people to do things granted people can be pretty unreliable on their own right but that's neither here nor there sorry continue your thing okay so we're gonna i'm gonna go through some of the staples of weddings i may not cover everything but i'm gonna hit what i can so first we'll hit video stuff i think the the go-to answer here is rotom uh, it, you, especially with Rotom phone, can snap some photos, be good. It can even direct the 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 guests or the talent into poses and all that kind of stuff. Rotom would be a great, great photographer. But I have a secondary option, a little bit off the wall. Hire Smeargle to create paintings of the wedding. Yes, that seems like exactly what it would want to do with its life. <laughs> and not cast Dark Void. <laughs> it got nerfed now anyway father father i wish to paint no put the other pokemon to sleep uh but uh but but smeargle i feel like could that could be a cool like i feel like smeargle might be a little bit more expensive than rotom but for the higher class ones you could have smeargle just be painting live portraits almost like the courtroom sketch artist you know is the discount one just a graffiti eye yeah like for the for the low income deal, oh for the cheapskate. Now we we got That's, the monkey, or it's like he has banks. <laughs> Is no, that guy still Is that still a thing? I, I do not Banksy's follow still art. Enough. Banksy's still, still a thing. thing. No, okay. you're right. Banksy's at the higher end one instead of the lower. Where like that's you can't fan- really that's, understand. That's a that's the like the fancy graffiti. Yeah, the fancy graffiti. Like I don't understand it, which means it's brilliant. <laughs> So moving on from the, the photography and video aspect of things, other thing you have to do at a wedding, you got to eat. So are we cooking them? <laughs> this it? We, we finally, didn't we already do this? 
We're serving magic carbs, baby. Let's go. There's so many. No, uh, I was thinking of. I wasn't thinking so much of the overall catering aspect, but more the the cake. And I feel like Milsery has already been established as sort of the partner for bakers. Are we eating it? No, Milsery helps because it secretes that uh, the foam in the foam stuff. But I feel Milsery would be a good option. Fido. Slurpuff and Swirlix would be pretty solid options too for your catering aspect for for foods, all of that. I feel like food would be pretty easy to get covered. When it comes to the staff, I feel like you're just gonna be going all out in Didi, staffing or bussing the tables, bringing food out, even working in the kitchen. I feel like in Didi, male, female doesn't matter. That's gonna be your option. Maybe you want the male and Didi's running the uh, bussing the tables because they have that what like extra they five are slightly speed faster down. yes now hear me out we need the feel we need the female ones because they have psychic terrain now hear me out now wedding they both can get have stressful. psychic terrain okay they both have it okay sorry my bad we, we do need the we need the psychic terrain because someone might get upset that their beloved is marrying somebody else and that's what they well the uh, well i i do think though talking about female and dd i do think as like main like like hosting type stuff though because i mean they have they do have follow me Mm, so, like, like they would be like if you needed like someone to give the attention of the guests to like you know maneuver the wedding i don't know how weddings work to be perfectly honest <laughs> you're thinking of ushers yeah yeah i guess that's more of an usher um anyway i don't know i was i was the best man and a minister at a wedding at the same time and i still don't know anything about weddings also i am a minister so you know there's that but i still don't <laughs> know how weddings work we should have put you to work at dragon con we could have made some money I have a card. Yeah, anyone, anyone that needs minister duties, hit me up. <laughs> In the Discord. We're just going to have to put a Discord thing next to everything else, like ministry. I was more so thinking of Don just being like, Ndidi says, follow me, and then just expanding force. <laughs> I'm an Ndidi fan. I like both forms of Ndidi a lot. They're both so good. All right. So, okay, would the priest be just – would the priest or the minister just be a person? Or would you I'm, get no, a Pokemon? I'm getting, I'm getting to that. I'm getting to okay. that. Okay, okay, okay. If you've seen Detective Pikachu, there is no other option for the DJ other than the Exploud line. Maybe not Whismer, but uh, Exploud, um, Loudred, Loudred. Like that go watch, was. Go watch yeah. the Roundhouse scene in Detective Pikachu. You'll understand why you want this thing DJing your wedding. That was my favorite scene. Was seeing the Loudreds work. Like seeing Loudreds being used for music was one of the coolest things i've ever seen them imagine like that is exactly what you want to do with these pokemon like oh yeah, my god i liked that a lot it was so rad and you well, could maybe if you wanted to go like into the aspects of like having a live band then you might have something like rillaboom or toxtricity meloetta singing like there are other options if you want like a live band i feel like um primarina would also be pretty prime for that like primarina and a lot more accessible than meloetta yeah, no, just Primarina. <laughs> yeah, very true. <laughs> oh my gosh, she's so hard to book. Also, only like hey, 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 don't don't forget Skeletor. Oh, I guess Skeletor isn't the theme you want for a wedding, given the name. Oh, I, I, hang on now, if you're going for like a Halloweeny, like Day of the Dead, like you know, there I've I knew people like when I used to work at. The, yeah, yeah. Okay, I, if you're doing a theme wedding, then yes, it's an option. Otherwise, maybe it's not the best option. I mean, Skeletor I mean, think about would be, maybe his voice wedding. is just so good. Beach wedding, pre-marina just rolls like the wedding. The reception opens up, and then pre-marina just slides out of the water and starts singing. The band rolls up, brilliant. 
shows off to your sister-in-law who had a worse wedding, everyone wins. You know, Chad, I could, Chad, I could do sick covers of every song. Oh my God, you're right. But like, okay, Ludicolo, but like you just fill his leaf with food instead and he's walking around and you just dip, dip into it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, let me, I got he's one more. He's just carrying around salsa. <laughs> yeah, no, it's just, just guac. It's just all guac in there. He just walks by and you just got to dip it as he walks by. I think the only downside to having Ludicolo is that you're like, let's say you're having like a really emotional, like first and he's dance. Just dan- and he's just dancing. <laughs> and he's <here>, Ludicolo! <laughs> I, I, yeah, Ludicolo is awesome. I love his little dance. So the last bit, uh, we need an officiant. We need someone to do the, the marrying. And I have a Pokemon for it, Lucas. Oh boy. I think there have been a few Pokemon that we know can speak to humans. Like Lugia can speak telepathically. That's an option, but going to be really hard to book. Uh, We know one Meowth can speak English, so maybe you can train a few others to also do it. Mm -hmm. But Slowking also speaks English. Cool. So Slowking officiant. One problem. What's that? He tells one bad joke. Nobody laughs. That's chilly reception. He leaves and it snows at the wedding. You just make it, make it, when you sign the contract, be like, no jokes. No jokes. No jokes, no jokes allowed. No jokes. There you have it. There's, there's your wedding staffed by Pokemon. I think some aspects would be faster and cheaper than humans, but some aspects you may not want that. But if you wanted a fully Pokemonified wedding, there you go. All right. So, the concept, um, and, I, and I asked our Discord like some of the things they wanted to talk about, and one of the things they brought up was one of the most obvious, and that's construction. So the first thing you think of with Pokemon construction, what Pokemon do you think of? Uh, uh, those were movers. No, who's, uh, Machop in the very first game, he, he's stomping the ground flat, which I, I'm assuming there's better options than Machop for that purpose, but I like that he was the OG. Well, like Machoke was moving my stuff in like, Gen 3, like, that entire line is basically built for, like, you can either punch everything to death or move our stuff, your call. And fighting types are usually the first one people throw out. But I don't know if that really, like, works as well. Because with Pokemon, like, it doesn't always need to be muscle. You are going to need Pokemon to not do well. You're going to need Pokemon to make sure everyone's staying safe. You're going to need someone to help serve lunch. You're going to need someone to help make sure the OSHA's violations aren't there. Like there's a lot of stuff that can be done. And for Pokemon, I think having a few psychic types on board is going to be a huge game changer. Like having an Alakazam at the site to make sure that if anyone falls, that they can catch them psychically is like a really good deal. Or even better, having any of the, um, the Magnetons or the Magnemites like there to help with, holding and sticking people like i'm imagining like a contraption that allows you to have your magnemites like onto your body so you can help cling and hold on to walls i would say anything with, with in the psychic line anything with future sight yeah having an absol nearby in general should also be one of those things where like if the absol starts acting up everyone leaves pokemon trading cards just had a new set called paradox rift that just launched and there's an illustrator rare card in there for steelix that is it running a construction site and it's not moving anything, but it's being an elevator. That's adorable. Oh, that's, that's good art. <laughs> I actually, I, I really love this card. Uh, that's really good. And yeah, you have the Conkelder line that's always going to be moving stuff as well. But 
I mean, think of all the fire Pokemon you can be using for welding. Think of all like the nice precision that's required for it. Or Blastoise to cut through steel. Blastoise to cut through steel, so you're not causing too much of a stink when burning the metal. My question though is, who owns the Pokemon? Like who do the do the Pokemon work independently with the company and are hired? Or like when you are getting the job, do you have to bring the Pokemon and explain that on your resume? I think that it would depend on the role. So I think like if you're talking about like Timber or Kelder or those ones or Machop or whatever, those might come more with like the overarching like um, contractor. But if you're hiring out like a welder, I feel like the welder would have his own like precision fire Pokemon, you know? Yeah, I feel that as well. On the other topic I wanted to like, I think that's really good to talk about is education. Because Pokemon has like had so many different schools and stuff, and you have so many different Pokemon running around. I think it would be crazy not to like have Pokemon like that assist with education. The Rotoms are usually the go-to. Like whenever, like the the second they put a Rotom in your appliances, it's like, all right, sweet. This thing is now monitoring the computers to make sure that they're all following and playing along. But when it comes to like music, again, having a chat tot or having a Pokemon like Clefairy, like Metronome, keep a tune can be important. In a science class, having any number of Pokemon to explain like scientific reactions would be a huge thing. One of the big things about Japan and its culture is that it's a heavy focus on like respecting parts of nature. Anyway, that's a long other tangent, but like having some Pokemon out there with the PE course or teaching forestry and nature. There's so many different applications that can be had. But the big question that I always run into is like, do the teachers bring them or do the schools bring them? Like, cause that's in our world, you're not provided a service animal. You, 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 you have one, you, you own one to help move your life around. And so that's usually my mindset of what Pokemon would do. What now the other thing I kind of want to bring up our discord did say three little letters and like what well, Pokemon would work. MMA. This is, this is all done. This is like, Oh, okay. Here's my thing though. It's still human fighters. Like you're still putting people against people. Okay. How, what, like, it's not just Pokemon beating the crap. Okay. 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 Well, okay. Well, let's think about this a little bit. I got, I got one. I got one while you think, Don. Okay. Let's hear it. Ponyard is the cut man. Is, uh, is, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I I won't disagree with that. I like that. That's the, if you don't know, it's, it's when there's a lot of swelling and they typically uh, cut the fighter to reduce the blood flow as a, uh, a quick relief option. Yeah, it's as seen in uh, the educational film, I believe, Rocky 2. He's like, cut, <laughs> cut, cut me, Mick. Eye. Cut me, Mick. I think that's Rocky 2. I might be wrong. Um, it happens in Rocky. Um, I was going to say maybe you replace the referee with um, one of the one of the psychic types that can feel, I guess, not really emotions. Um, I would use Mr. Mime. Mr. Mime, Mr. Mime would be Oh, excellent. Ref. Excellent. Separate yes. them. Just do the barrier. Up, up, up. Get in your corner. Get away from him. Come on, next yeah, round. Yeah, Mr. Mime is actually the perfect ref. Uh, one, because he can anticipate what's about to happen, so he'll know if it's going to, like, he, he'll be already in position if there's going to be a knockout. He's going to throw up a quick reflect to separate. He's also quadruple super effective against the fighters. And he's quadruple resistant, so if he catches a stray shot, like, he's going to be okay. Yeah, and that's even, like, un- I'm not joking. Mr. Mime works in most jobs, especially in, like, child care. Like, it has thumbs, it can block doors, it can keep you safe, and if your kid's grounded, well, good luck breaking through the barrier. You're not going to Timmy's party, kid. Sorry. 
I know that it's not MMA, but I'm also thinking back to like the fight where like Mike Tyson bit the dude's ear off and just imagining like the video from that with like Mr. Mime in the background. (laughs) 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 Have you seen the picture of him getting arrested in the Octagon by the cops though? It looks like a a clip from Reno 911. Oh no. (laughs) But yeah, Mime. Okay. So would you have Pokemon judges? I wouldn't have Pokemon judges so much as I would have them like assisting almost like how you have like the cameras now to assist with like play by plays in football. Like I would have them like, hang on. Was that illegal rigid without like, I mean, we illegal. have replays. We, they have yeah. replays in MMA. Mm. I'm trying to think of like, I would have Pokemon there to like assist in like training, but I can't think of having them like outside from the judges being there. Like I, people should be judging people sort of thing. I would think like now for training purposes, like I mean, operating the oh, wait, I would say the camera should be operated operated by Rotoms because like right now, like there's the Octon cameras, but they're suspended on wires and stuff, and like they're above, so they're not they can't really be in the way. But the Rotoms could be like right in there, and they still wouldn't be in the way because they would just yeah. I feel like Audino would have a, a role. I mean, here. you have to have a doctor, and like maybe a heel pulse could just like patch people up better in between rounds. That would be so cool. You have a comf. Everyone has like a comfy in their corner to like patch up the light wounds. Like obviously you're not going to be able to fix them up completely with like the few seconds, but like you would have enough pow- enough time to like, all right, let's patch him up a little bit. Let's reduce the swelling, get him back out there. I feel like you have Audino to just make sure that things are like the person's okay. Have someone with uh, a priority move to make sure that you can get some heals in. See, who are you bringing for hydration? Who's got the high quality H2O? Who's <laughs> a drizzle mod? <laughs> oh, there's. I mean, there's plenty of Pokemon that could do that one. Well, there's a, aren't there's there a few Pokemon that make um, like nectar that's like nourishing? Right? Doesn't one of the flower guys do that? Oh, Shuckle! Yeah, yeah, he's making. Yeah, he, he the, yeah, berry juice. Yeah, berry get, juice. The, get that berry juice. Here's a berry juice. <laughs> I'm just imagining instead of putting it in a cup, it's literally just a dude like shaking a shuckle and it just comes out of the hole. The the thing with, with if you have shuckle on the sideline, you're gonna have to keep an eye on it though, so that it's not guard splitting with the fighter. No, no, no. Hear me out. Hear me out. Instead of monster energy like splatted right on the front of it, it's like a shuckle based monster energy drink company. <laughs> And now, it's, and that—that's how the sponsorship works. Is like instead of like going to like uh, getting a bottle and said everyone corner has like a shuckle that they have to drink out of contractually. Get your shuck on. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Better get ready to shuck the competition now with round wild Petcha Berry Pink. <laughs> it's too good. It's too much fun. Again, this is what Pokemon should be doing. Like the, the beating the crap out of each other is fun. But the world building is just so, it's so entertaining. Like to think about how these monsters would work. Yeah, you need police for them, but like, it's fun. <laughs> I love it. <sighs> okay. Um, I don't know how much time we have left, but I do want to ask you guys. If you had to keep your lives the way they are, keep your job the way they are, but you could get one Pokemon as part of your life and part of your work specifically, which would you get? Like, what Pokemon do you think would help you the most in your line of work? Chris, I figure I already know yours. I The easy answer is Rotom. So I'll give you another one, which is something with keen eye. So something with, like, with setting shots, for pulling focus, for making sure that things are in line with shots. I feel like, so, like, uh, 
a keen eye, I think we got what we got like Sableye, some of the birds. You have a lot of options, my guy. Um, no, I feel like of I feel like honestly, I probably would because I love Sableye. I would probably make it Sableye. Yeah, that would work. I mean, that is the most expensive of them to take care of. So, yeah, but I just you know. love Sableye. No, that's fair. Uh, for me, I've always loved the idea of having a Golurk. I, I like the idea of having a Pokemon around me that it doesn't directly affect my job. Like, it's not going to help me become a better animal educator. It's not going to help me, like, podcast harder. But it helps me get to where I need to go. It can fly. It can carry stuff for me. It can help me move through things. If I need to help my buddy move a couch, I have that for me. And they're just there. They're one of my favorite Pokemon because the idea of like them actually helping people and being out there instead of an animal is just just different enough. Like in the in the lore, they're already helping people anyway. So I just take it one step further. Like, all right. So instead of helping to build ancient civilizations, we're gonna go down to the Publix and grab some uh, some chicken. Cool. Go lurk. Cool beans. Let's go. Like, I don't know. There's just something about having this giant stone monstrosity walking around with me as I do my daily life. That it's like, that. this is what I want. Would it disrupt everyone else around me? Probably, but I'm an American, so I don't care. It's fine. Don, what do you, what you got? What are you helping with your fishies? Um, Honestly, so like, this is just like a Pokemon I really like, and it's more just for my side stuff. And like, I guess this would depend on how it interacts out of water, but I've always really liked Lantern. It's always been one of my favorite Pokemon. Um, I like fish a lot. I do a lot of, you know, I do a lot of fit, uh, swimming and diving. And uh, I think it'd be cool to have a little buddy that I could just take out like diving and stuff with me. And like, I wouldn't have to ha- carry a light when I was doing cave stuff. Cause I would just have my bro like lighting stuff up. Um, you know, he could charge electronics. That's useful too. Um, you know, I, I, would, I would assume he could be fine out of water. Like I would feel probably maybe not a lantern if he couldn't just be like hanging out out of water. But um, I don't know. It, he just seems like a happy fella. Would and you... also, like, I like I really don't I don't mess around with lightning, but if I had a lantern, I could just, like, put him on top of my head and then just go, like, fishing in the rain and not care. Yeah. Because Volt Absorb. There you go. I, yeah, I mean, again, there's so many different Pokemon that could actually be useful that aren't weapons of mass destruction. <laughs> I mean, like, look at, like, Palmot. Look at, like, oh, no, I, in a medical field, I can literally bring you back. Like you, you're literally the defibrillator in your hands. You're a life. They come back wrong. (laughs) (laughs) The the, the pet cemetery quote. Yeah. Oh God. Things you bury there don't come back, right? Oh God. No, but I'm glad that the game that did the game do well. They only come back at fifty percent. Like I'm not. That wasn't a joke. Like (laughs) that's gotta mean something. Is there a place in this world for revival blessing for bringing people back from the dead? Okay, so after people finally get on the dance floor, Crazy Uncle goes too hard, he collapses. That's where the Palmot's in the wing. You send him out there and you get him back up. <laughs> now, I mean, I could use our dung beetle friend over there, but like, he got terrifying Groucho Marsh face, so we're not going to... Rabaska's too terrifying. Palmot's much more approachable. Give him a little, like, bow tie. And just go up to guys. No, Rolor is the. I, I don't. Rabaska looks like old and wise. Rolor has yeah. got the Groucho marks going on. Yeah. Either way, like it's creepy, terrifying ghost orb is way less approachable than like little Palmot with like a bow tie, just being like, "Oh, he's down." Zap. All right, he's back. <laughs> I like Rolor. <coughs> I don't know. There's always I mean, not Rolor. I like Rabska. I used Rabska on my in-game team. 
he's a cool little dude and he helps with my various explosion techniques and by techniques i just mean trying not to die from my own attack i mean there are plenty of pokemon like the other one i've always thought of having like just from a mobility standpoint is metagross because in the movies it shows that they like to hover yeah like they're weirdly magnetic and like don't give a crap and can it do whatever get they magnet want rise yeah no it's fantastic all these so many of these would be so useful in day-to-day life and then I scroll through and see Bisharp and like, okay, maybe as a chef, like to slice things, but otherwise, no, stay away. <laughs> that, that thing looks horrifying. Maybe not Vullaby either. I mean, it's literally wearing a skull as a diaper. I still can't get a grip on just how bad that is. But great. It'd be a great uh, hype, hype man for MMA. MMA. Is it, get the Volby in there. You really? <laughs> the hype man? <laughs> maybe not. The little bird with the skull, just like the mic comes down. Meowth at the translator. It's like, Volvo, Meowth. Like, it says, who wants to see some blood tonight? <laughs> it's only like level five and it craves death. Oh, no. Nah. But in any case, I, I think it's a fun cosplay. It will probably revisit it again. I like the idea of Pokemon jobs. And as many jobs as there are in our world, I'm sure we'll come back and talk about this again. Especially since they are remaking Detective Pikachu 2 as a movie. They've already announced that. Yeah. That's fun. So thank you guys so much for listening. Um, if you guys want to keep in contact with us, we are most often found on our Discord. It's right down in the link below. Let us know what you want us to talk about. Just chat with us. We always post some dumb stuff. Like this, the week we're recording, we, we found Don introduced us to Pokedoku, which is now my new obsessive puzzle in the morning. So thanks a lot, Don. You're welcome. <laughs> and we have a lot of fun there. So if you guys want to join us with that, please do. On behalf of myself and all y'all here, thanks so much for listening. Have a wonderful rest of your day or night. We'll see you in the next one. Bye, everybody. Bye.